fearless fundraisers. I'm Dawn Laco. It's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like all of you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you're going to pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. I am so pleased to share this very special Raise Impact series. We're continuing with the impact series because we know we're bringing very valuable conversations to you, the fundraiser. Um, We are chatting with uh, expert authorities about how to achieve fundraising success. So in this series, thought leaders just share that 411 just on a wide range of fundraising topics. So if you're a fundraiser, sit back and relax or jump on your Peloton or Take your kids to the soccer field, but listen in because we have some expert advice that's surely going to come in handy to help you further your mission and do what you do best. So today we're going to be talking about match programs, and it seems like such a easy concept, and it is, but it seems so evasive at the same time. So maybe we can break it all down. I have the expert authority on match programs, Julia Beltran um, on the partners team at Double the Donation. So um, I love the name, just Double the Donation, because that's what this is all about. Let's double the effort. But Julia, hi, how are you? It's so good to have you on the show. Hey, I'm good. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be on here today. Yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about this topic. I, I just... Gosh, you know, I, I'm a fundraiser myself. Many people that know me and know my daughter, um, Alyssa, we run a family nonprofit. And um, I don't know why match programs are not top of mind. And I think they should be. So I think I right out of the gate, just want to ask you, like, what's the mystery there? You know, um, why is it evasive? Do you think? from supporters and donors um, and nonprofit organizations. Why are we not tapping into this more? Is it just a sheer case of they don't know? And and what can we do about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right on the nose, right? That like a lot of people just don't know about matching gifts and that's both from the donor standpoint and also the nonprofit standpoint. Um, I think there's kind of this illusion that it's more complicated than they are. So like, for example, all companies have different matching gift programs, like the Home Depot's parameters are going to be different than Microsoft's or different from XYZ company. Um, And so because of that, it can kind of feel tricky, right? That you don't have like one path necessarily um, to get the same exact match with the same exact parameters for every single gift. And so I think not only is there just a general lack of awareness, but there's also kind of a lack of clarity to some fundraisers of exactly how these programs differ what that means for their donors, how they're going to communicate those pieces to their donors. Um, There's just like a couple of different components that kind of make the process seem a little more cloudy than I think it really is. So, you know, when you you mentioned like Home Depot, I mean, who knows how many Home Depot locations there are uh, throughout the world and how many employees they have. Do you think it's, it's associates at Home Depot or XYZ Corporation really maybe don't know that they have, that the power of their donation can be doubled through a match program. Do you think that they really don't know? 
Absolutely. I think that oh, the vast wow. majority of them, yeah, have no idea that it's something even on the table for them. And then much less, of course, how to actually pursue the matching gifts, which one of their right. donations fall in those standards. I think definitely the majority of people really are totally unaware of their matching gift programs. So then that would lead me to say that that that's really up to the nonprofit to put reminders out there because I, I bet a lot of, a lot of people walking around in, in the world globally have a match program. Um, and so it, I guess it would be smart to put some reminders out there or, or, or what do you suggest to the nonprofits, you know, to, cause I think sometimes we forget about it. That's not a good thing. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely the nonprofits kind of becomes their responsibility really to educate the donors. Um, it's a little tricky too, because it really is the donor that has to submit the matching gift request. And so you really want to have in your messaging something for these donors to know that's an option for them and, and something that they can complete. And I think there's a lot of different strategies to do that, right? Like you could put that in email newsletters, you could make a ways to give page about matching gifts. You could, um, you know, send it out in like current communications that you're already doing. So if you have a social media presence or um, certain kind of like newsletter resource for your donors, then definitely a good idea to mention matching gifts. Cause like we're saying, they really might not have any idea and still qualify for a ton of extra funding. Well, then let's think, let's take it to the next level. If, if you're willing to do this with me, Julia, let it, so, okay, I work for XYZ company. I'm aligned to this nonprofit. I want to make a hundred dollar donation. Um, fortunately, this nonprofit made me aware. So I, I checked it out and I, wow, I could make my hundred dollar donation, a $200 impact. So I have to, I'll go and apply, do what I need to do and feel good about it. But couldn't we take that a step further? I mean, what if I did a fundraiser? What if I, um, took it to the next level and really tapped into this matching program how do we make it easier for me, the supporter, and how do we make it easier for the nonprofit to execute and capitalize and not leave money on the table? I've got to assume that's where double the donation comes in. Is that right? Oh, you're absolutely right. Okay, yes. <laughs> lay it on me. I want to hear all about it. I hope my daughter Alyssa is listening in because this is just, it's so easy, maybe too good to be true, but lay it on us. Yeah, you're so right. Double the donation does create a software that makes this process just so easy and it integrates directly with the one cause platform. And so how it works but you integrate it, elsewhere, correct? I mean, of course, we're, we, we love everybody to use, you know, the one cause peer to peer and supporter led uh, solutions that we have, but, but you have plenty of integrations, correct? We really do. We have over 70 donation. Oh, 70. I thought you were yeah, so, five, but you have no. 70. <laughs> we Alrighty. have a wide range. Yep. Of okay, good. So yeah, definitely. No matter what tool you use, we usually can find a solution that, that works for most nonprofits. Um, yeah, but integrate directly into fundraising tools. We identify match eligible donors. So by just asking employee, or excuse me, by just asking donors where they work, we can determine with our software what kind of corporate philanthropy opportunities they qualify for, and then just automate the follow-ups to prompt them to submit their matching gift request, usually with just like one click to take them into their matching gift portal and submit that request. Really? Mm -hmm. So a really easy strategy to not only be like, oh, this donor works for this company and that means they could double their gift, but then also giving them that next step automatically and saying like, and here's a link to your matching gift submission form for the Home Depot, for Microsoft, for whatever corporation it is where they work. 
So then what other services, I mean, is there reporting or it just seems so easy. I, you know, there's definitely um, a movement towards supporter led fundraising. Um, we love Facebook. I, I feel like I beat up on Facebook a lot. Facebook, I love you. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't want anyone to think I don't, but you know, there's something to be said about not having your, your, your donor, donor data um, at the end of a fundraiser, or maybe even being aware that a supporter is doing a birthday fundraiser or, or an anniversary fundraiser. So we do encourage, you know, fundraising tools so that you could have the reminders and, and the, the recognition and demonstrate the impact and the thank yous and the communication and all of that engagement that you can, you know, take a donor and make them, or take a, take a supporter, make them a lifelong donor or a recurring donor or a um, long time, you know, donor. So, so there, there's that movement about um, tapping more into supporter led fundraisers. So once you kind of set that all up, whether it's anniversary or Mother's Day tribute, then you connect to the match program. It seems like it's so evergreen with just this continual um, reminder that there's funds out there. So let's just explore them and get them and make it automatic is it really that easy? And and should all fundraisers be stopping what they're doing and getting getting that up and running right now? I, like, what am I missing? It's so easy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely have all the analytics that, you know, you're kind of alluding to of like, you know, donation records and where different donors work. You can kind of compile different lists and see like the top companies that donors work for at your organization and, and really pull all of that information and you're right, it really is like kind of an evergreen source of funding, right? I mean, it's pretty amazing that you can call on your donors for a call to action that does get you more money, but your donors aren't actually paying any more of their own funds, right? And that's obviously awesome for peer-to-peer -peer fundraisers as well when you think about, you know, ways to actually up the donation amounts and without actually calling on people to reach back into their own wallets when they've already been, you know, generous and made their initial gifts. So yeah, definitely a, a pretty amazing resource that's out there. It's just kind of a matter of, of tackling it and, and harnessing it. Mm -hmm. So um, I love the fact that you said that you know the top companies because that can do a number of things. You can now do some targeted, customized messaging, you know, maybe to associates at Home Depot. Uh, we're, we're really giving a lot of shout outs to Home Depot today. Um, <laughs> but you can not only maybe customize and target your messaging to get more of what you're already getting, but then you can also figure out what you're not getting and maybe go go kind of go after those companies. Is that how the Atlantic analytics can be leveraged, do you think? Um, just a for sure. Observation. Think, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely something you could do. You could think about corporate partnerships. I mean, depending on like, say you have a nonprofit that's based, like I live in Atlanta right now, there's a ton of companies that are based in Atlanta. You know, we have like Delta, I think we have the Home Depot. Maybe that's why that's top of mind for me. <laughs> and so if you have a bunch of donors that work for the same company, like say a ton of your donors do work for XYZ company, it's a great idea to have that info reach out to the company, see what other like type of sponsorship opportunities they have. There's really all kinds of things you could do if you know you have a big concentration with one organization and, and being able to harness that in your messaging, being able to target employees of that company. Maybe it's some kind of cause that's near and dear to a certain organization. Mm -hmm. um, you know, finding those, those corporate giving type partnerships that you could form there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, a lot, a lot of good can come out of reporting and data, right? Oh yeah. Let's let's capitalize it. All right. So we're talking about it in theory and I, I I love that. I mean, it's make, it makes so much sense, but what, let's talk about successes. Do you have any examples of some success stories that you can share with us just to give us the magnitude of how this can further drive missions and double the donation? Such a clever name, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So just for context too, the average nonprofit has about 10% of their donor base that's going to qualify for matching gift funds, which is pretty significant when you think about, you know, how much that could be. Um, And then, so the average nonprofit too, using our software, sees their matching gifts typically between double and triple from what they were earning previously. Um, So pretty significant amount of funds that can go up from using the software. Um, And then also just kind of for context, it it stinks because when you don't use the software, you don't employ different methods. We do see a ton of revenue going unclaimed every single year. I think it's about four to seven billion dollars in gift revenue. Oh yeah, that's just going completely unclaimed. How much? Four to seven billion dollars goes just completely unclaimed. unclaimed. Like bye-bye. Like you could have gotten that. Exactly. So like the companies will offer, you know, we're willing to match. $20,000 per employee, or we're willing to match, you know, X, Y, Z across the whole company, something like that. So these are funds that they're kind of promising, right? Like if someone makes an initial gift, then we'll give that additional donation. Um, And so because of that, depending on the parameters they set each year, you know, that's really what they're willing to offer, but it's typically not met. Like typically we don't see donors actually submit their matching gift requests, which stinks too, because we know these donors are making gifts, right? Or like these employees of companies are making these gifts. These matches are promised or offered, Mm -hmm. um, but just not being fulfilled. Wow. Such a story there. Um, Can you give us an example of one of your clients? If you can't mention names, we totally respect that, but I'd love to hear some of the lift, you know, or some of the before after. Um, Do you have any stories? I know we just did a a together. We just did a wonderful um, campaign with the uh, 49ers and we'll be having them very soon on an upcoming podcast. They're going to share their stories. So if you're listening in, you'll probably want to get notifications for upcoming podcasts because that's one that's coming down the pike. But what what's a success story that you can share just to get into a little bit more specifics? Yeah, absolutely. I was just on a call with a uh, educational institution the other day. Actually, I probably won't call them out by name because it's not published yet. Sure. Um, but they identified in the past year about $1.5 million in matching gift funds that they were awaiting people to fulfill, but had sent out the follow-ups and are ready to have them submit their matching gift request. And that was a lift from them previously having such little reporting and such little traction in their matching gift uh, sector of their organization that they, they couldn't give even a number of what they had before, but they knew it was so insignificant that they weren't tracking it. And now they're expected to have $1.5 million in matching gift revenue. Okay. So that's not year. mailbox money. That's not chump change. That's pretty damn significant. <laughs> oh, am I allowed to say that on this podcast? <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, wow. All right. Well, I'm going to ask the hard question. I think you'd kind of just answered it, but let's hear it in, in words. Like, why do we need double the donation? Why can't we just make a point as, as nonprofit, as not as fundraisers, why can't we just make it a point of, um, don't, don't get mad at me for this question. I just, I, I just want to, uh, why can't we make a point of in all of our messaging? Cause it sounds like that's really step number one, all of our messaging somewhere, someplace, a note about, and by the way, if it, you know, 
if you have a corporate match, please, you know, let's tap into that. Why can't they just do their fundraising events and make mention of it and um, have have their supporters and donors fill out the paperwork and bring it in? Why, why can't we do that? Why do we need double the donation? Yeah, a really valid question. And I have a great answer for you. And that's that double the donation makes it so simple for donors to submit their matching gift requests that you are asking them for the lowest lift possible. So sure, you could say, hey, have you heard of matching gifts? First of all, odds are the donors are like, no, what's yeah. a matching gift? Do I really have to take a next step? Do I have to ask my boss about this? I don't want to talk to my boss right now about figuring out, you know, how to submit these funds or like, does my company even do that? Double the donation makes it so simple that we actually say, hey, yes, your company does submit a matching gift request. You don't have to do any research. We're not asking you to figure anything out. No Here's calling just- your boss. It's all good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Direct right to the donor. Here's a link that you can just fill out this form and your donation will be doubled. So it takes away a lot of guesswork on behalf of the donor. It takes away a lot of next steps that they would have to pursue to then, you know, not only find out, does my company actually have a matching gift program? And then how do I submit the request itself? Now I have to like email HR and ask them for the link and do, you know, all these XYZ steps. It takes that complication away and it just provides them directly with their next steps and has this kind of assured, you know, result that they will be able to do this with their company's program. Um, And we do that because we have a huge database of matching gift companies. We have like the most exhaustive um, matching gift database that we're pulling information from different companies from to just make it super easy for them to be confident and have the next steps in submitting their gift match. Well, super easy is really the name of the game for any transaction for a supporter, Um, you know, making it just easy, whether it's online or, or however they're submitting their check, uh, you know, or, or funds, I should say, um, making it easy is the key. And we know that for sure. And so this is right in line there. But but now let's talk about the nonprofits ease, because, you know, we need to make things easy there, you know, typically, especially after, um, you know, this whole two year pandemic thing, um, resources are rough. Um, and work is harder. Fundraising never stops. And how we easy, what, what is the, what does the nonprofit have to do? What are their steps? How do they get started of making a really solid corporate match program? I mean, we talked about the messaging that that goes without saying, but what else do I have to do if I'm a nonprofit Yeah, to connect with question. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To connect with yeah. double the donation. Sure. For sure. Once you're up and running with a double the donation account, you really just kind of set it up once and then it does the rest of the work for you, which is really nice. You come up with the messaging you want to put in the matching gift templates. Um, You can hook it up to whatever donation platform you use, whether that's one cause or one of our other integration partners, um, which typically are all like really simple turnkey processes of just kind of like turning it on within the platform. And then that's really it. The automation. Turning it on within the platform. Mm hmm. That's what you have to do, like with with our solution to just turn it on in the platform. It's it's it sits right there. Yep. So you get your double the donation credentials. You enter them in one cause. You flip a switch, and then you would have to like set up your messaging. We have, of course, default templates, but you know, mm-hmm. if people want to have their own voice branding, things like that. 
um, you just kind of, yeah, set up your, your templates to send out emails. You turn it on within the one cause platform and then it just kind of takes care of the rest. It, it identifies where your donors work, it sends them the follow-ups and then it tags and tracks them throughout the whole process. So then you'll just kind of get a check <laughs> at the end of it all for um, whatever the match amount was that you got from your donors. Yeah. Oh, wow. So interesting. So easy too. So where do you think the future, I mean, what about recurring donations? How can, can that be? Can, can we think about the future or are we just thinking about the, you know, the here and now let's do it this time. Let's do it next time. Do, do, do we tie into recurring donations in any way? Yeah. So it kind of depends on the nonprofits like desire of follow-up cadences. So they could certainly reach out to recurring donors every time they make a gift and say, Hey, you should submit a matching gift request. They can do end of year templates and say, Hey, we saw over the course of the year you've given, you know, 12 $25 gifts or something like that. Do you want to submit a match for these gifts? Um, if they want to kind of limit their follow-ups, they can do it like every three months, every four months. It, it's really in the hands of the nonprofit, how they want to reach out to the donors about recurring mm -hmm. gifts. But mm -hmm. yeah, recurring donors can certainly submit matching gift requests as long as their company parameters, um, you know, give them enough funds to, to yeah. meet the amount of their recurring gifts. Yeah. Well, with so much money left on the table, I would imagine that we're safe with trying to have some recurring gift messaging, I, uh, I would imagine. Oh, so what absolutely. do you think the future is? I mean, where, where do you see, where are things trending? What, what do you think the future is with matching gift programs and, and what's the trajectory? Yeah, I think that it's really only going to grow, right? Like we see so much right now of an emphasis on CSR programs, on people wanting to work for companies that have mm -hmm. these kind of social good mm -hmm. causes. Um, you know, people are really caring about that. And then also, I mean, I obviously hope that the pandemic ends and that there's not this kind of recurring yeah, trend of, of tragedy yeah. happening. But good I will Lord. say that the matching gift programs over the past two years have exponentially grown kind of in response to everything going on the past mm -hmm. couple of years. And, you know, obviously, while I don't hope for any continuation of that, I do think that that trend is really telling about how you know, companies are kind of responding to things going on in the world by growing these corporate philanthropy programs, how they're recognizing that employees really care about these sorts of trends. And so it's something that just kind of keeps compounding and, and growing exponentially. Yeah. I mean, corporate social responsibility is such a uh, wonderful movement. You know, I think companies are profiting and giving back and um, employees are noticing, right? You know, where, where's, where's my company's values? Where's my company aligned? And how am I helping do better and good in the world and be a better version of myself? And yeah, I, I really love that. I, what, what are your thoughts, Julia? I mean, that, that whole very present in generosity with, with companies worldwide is making things a little bit more special, especially after a two-year pandemic. But I kind of love seeing and hearing all of that. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I think too, I mean, it's it's fascinating to see how there's so many companies that aren't nonprofits, but you can still really like align them with your values, right? Like I think it's becoming just easier and easier now that if you're looking for a job, you can say like, oh, not only would I fit this role, but I really like this company. Like I really like what they stand yeah. for. Absolutely. And the sorts of things that they fund and the, the sorts of programs that they support. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you don't really, it, it's easier now to kind of see where your company's values are and, and pick where you want to work based on that, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, 
I don't think, you know, I'm a little bit more on the mature side. Um, and I, I don't think when I, in my younger self that, you know, for me, it was all about, well, what kind of work would, would I be doing? Could, do I think I could perform well? And basically if they were handing me a paycheck, I was good, you know, <laughs> but that's, that's not the case anymore. Right. You, you really are looking at company culture and their generosity and how they're building better tomorrows and how they're being socially responsible and what their core values are. People really look at that now. It's, 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 it's an interesting change, but um, I think the world is a much better place for it. So I'm excited about what the future holds. And I guess that makes match programs and doubling donations, you know, all the more underscored. So it's exciting, exciting to see. So, how, so you're, lo, where, you're located in, in Atlanta. That's right. Yes, That's what Atlanta, said. Georgia. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how, what's the team look like? How many, how many of you guys? What? Yeah. So our organization has about 40 team members, I believe. And, and we're growing right now. Actually, we're hiring for a, a new double donations hiring. Yep. Yep. So really excited for that to, to continue growing our team and, and serving different nonprofits and educational institutions. It's awesome. And you're on the partners team, right? Yes, that's correct. So I work with all of our different integration partners, like 70 of them. (laughs) Yeah, all 70, baby. Yep. (laughs) Wow. That's pretty exciting. Um, So what's next for Double the Donation, do you think? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think that we're really excited to just kind of continue streamlining the match and gift process, making it super simple for both the donors and nonprofits. To well, it sounds like you've done that already, but okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just continue that reporting, continue the streamlined process to get people to the next step. Um, I know I mentioned we have the largest database of matching gift companies, but always striving to keep that super up to date. And as more companies adopt matching gift programs, making sure we have, you know, access to those submission forms, to their parameters, and can get them in front of the right people to, to double their donations. Yeah. So are you seeing, are you seeing an increase in matching gift programs? I mean, you know, you say that you have probably one of the most exhaustive databases with corporate matching programs. Has, how is that changing? Absolutely. Grazing, mm-hmm. increasing as well? Yeah, it's definitely increasing. We we see we're constantly adding companies to the database. Oh, it's really wow. a big piece. Yeah, a big piece of our organization is making sure that that's up to date. Um, and so not only are we seeing more companies, but something like I know I mentioned that kind of trend over the past two years in response to the pandemic that a lot of companies are also expanding their parameters, which is really nice to see. So they're raising the maximum amount that they're willing to give um, to their different employees. And they're sometimes are even increasing their match ratio. So like we think of matching gifts, right? As like a one-to-one ratio, like they'll give the same amount of the gift, but plenty of companies actually offer two to one matches. (laughs) Sometimes even three to one, that one's more rare, but we, there are some organizations in our database that will actually triple an employee's donation to a nonprofit. So that's a trend that we're seeing as well, which is super exciting. That's really exciting because if if you don't have a supporter driven program, you're not communicating, you're not um, relying on tools that make your life easier to get those double, you're leaving money on the table, let alone if it's triple or quadruple, right? That's crazy. Just one lift can bring in at least double, if not more. And you're seeing that trending. That's really powerful to all you fundraisers out there, you know, get a match program going for sure. Um, Very interesting. Wow. 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you think of those like mid to large size gifts. I mean, obviously it's awesome to double or triple any donation of any, any donation. Quantity. Sure. I'll take yeah, two for like, one anytime. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But it's like, you think of an $1,000 gift, if they work for an organization that will give $2,000 in response to that gift, and you only had to really work on communicating with one donor and, and get them to make the initial plunge. I mean, that's pretty significant. Okay. I'm that they can get. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's, what's the next step? So somebody's, you know, you know, on their Peloton right now and mm-hmm. a lot, gosh, lots of shout outs to Peloton and Home Depot here, <laughs> um, but they're on their Peloton right now. It's, you know, Saturday morning or in there, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I'm going to work Monday. What do you suggest that fundraiser who maybe isn't, you know, on board or, or it hasn't really initiated, I shouldn't say on board, but um, hasn't initiated a match. What's their first step? What do they need to do first? Yeah. So I recommend going to 360matchpro.com and scheduling a meeting with our team. So not only because if you want to learn more about the software, but we have a really open, awesome team that if you're just interested in like, how can I grow matches for my specific cause for my specific fundraiser, we're really excited to talk to folks about that. So that's a great way to get more information or check out doublethedonation.com and, and see our blog, see our tips and tricks. Okay, wait, 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 what was that first website? 360 Match? I missed that. Yep, that one's going to be 360matchpro.com. So that's the actual software that we use to oh, drive Oh, that's the Double the Donation software. Okay. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got or it, we got also it. have doublethedonation.com, which has a lot of like, like I said, like tips and tricks and best practices that if you're just kind of interested in some reading materials, maybe an ebook or two, you can check that out as well. Because I only know you as Double the Donation. I didn't know the... Uh... 360.com. What, what was that again? One more time. Yep. 360matchpro.com. 360matchpro.com. Okay. I think I got it all. (laughs) Well, you've been a wealth of information. Can you believe we've talked for a half hour already that went by, but it's such an interesting topic. Um, you know, and really to everyone out there, double your donations for sure. Get a match program going, get your supporters feeling good. There's such a feel good, right? When, when you, when you're able to either give yourself or raise on behalf of a nonprofit, that feels good that you've been able to contribute and, and do your part in impacting, you know, better tomorrows. But then if you can double that, or as you're saying, triple that or more, that's really feeling good. So your supporters are going to be just, you know, elated. And I would suspect, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I know that I'm working with a nonprofit that's socially responsible, that's being responsible about capitalizing on every and optimizing every dollar that they can get through my channel, right? Whether it's my direct donation, whether I'm doing a fundraiser or whether I'm tapping into my, my, my corporate match, I'm probably more likely to continue to work with that nonprofit than I am to the one next door that is just taking my $50 and is not helping me get the match, right? Like that, I, w- I would say that that's a very fair statement. Oh, for sure. It's super engaging. Anytime that a nonprofit reaches out to the donor, especially if they're not just giving a financial appeal, right? I mean, obviously we all need to do that. Every nonprofit is making appeals to get donations. But if you have a touch point with a donor where you're not asking them to reach back in their own pocket, that's awesome. That's a great way to speak with donors, to encourage them to give more um, and just keep your nonprofit top of mind, really. Yeah. And I would certainly work with a nonprofit that made, you know, my impact 
uh, wow, light bulbs are going off left and right. <laughs> I mean, and I hope it's going off left and right for all of our listening audience as well. Julia, it's just been such a breath of fresh air. I mean, it's it's rare in the world of fundraising that you could, you know, devise a a plan that's just so evergreen and simple and and really optimizes the you know the 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 one effort from one employee or associate in the world. So it's just so easy and refreshing. So we love working with you. Um, it's such a pleasure. Um, I'm sure your other 69 partners like working with you as well. So uh, thank you so much for joining and um, you know, just sharing that that perspective and, and breaking it down and, and helping our fundraisers know how easy it all is. Um, so thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure and so nice to, you know, explain this, like exactly what you're saying. It's so simple that it's great to get in front of an audience and, you know, just tell everyone how really easy it is to to capitalize matching gifts. Yeah, I love that. I really do. And I bet some of our listening audience right now is thinking, hmm, so hopefully they'll be relying on you for some, some, some advice. Yep, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So fearless fundraisers, that's about all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic, matching gifts. Remember, you need a program there. And this is your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 1230 p.m. Eastern time. That's Thursdays at 1230 Eastern time, new release. But in the meantime, be sure to listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. Follow the channel that you like best um, so that you can get the notifications about our new guests. Um, We do have an upcoming episode with the 49ers that's talking about just this match programs, and they do work with double the donations. So it'll be interesting to hear that perspective. Fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. Stories are awe-inspiring. You won't want to miss a single episode. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. Be sure to check them out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on the homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks and blogs that you'll surely find helpful. A huge shout out to my guest, Julia Beltran from double the donation on the partners team uh, for sharing that expert and an authentic voice. Again, Julia, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Really happy to be here. Yeah, I truly enjoyed our conversation. Um, well, uh, thank you again so much. That is a wrap. Until next time, I'm Dawn Lego, and this is Raise Nation Radio. Stay fearless out there. Mm-hmm.